Blog Talk Radio. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online. This is the TS Radio Network. And tonight, of course, we have John LeCron joining us. And we're going to be talking about a lot of things, or John will be, uh, the astral world fiasco, cryptocurrency, central bank digital currencies, propaganda, and trauma-based mind control, which we're all familiar with in the guardianship business. They do this to the victims of guardianship all the time. They traumatize them to get control of them. There's a lot going on globally. Our friends over in Australia have hit the streets by the tens of thousands, especially in Melbourne. And, of course, remember, these people have been disarmed about 10 to 15 years ago. They're not allowed to own a gun. They confiscated everybody's gun. They're trying to do the same thing here. Now, they aren't afraid of you having a gun because what they got to use against you is so terrible, your gun is like a pea shooter. But it's the psychological effect of disarming you, knocking the knees out from under the Second Amendment. You have no defense against a tyrannical government, and we are faced with a tyrannical government. (laughs) Not that it hasn't been before, but it's becoming increasingly worse. The vaccine mandates. We now have 22 states filing suit against the president over his vaccine mandate. The 7th District Court stayed the mandate and said... It is staggeringly unlawful and unconstitutional that there's many problems with it. He has no authority to do this. Um, People now, they say that at least 80% of U.S. workers are ready to quit their jobs rather than be vaccinated with this bioweapon, which is what it is. It is not a vaccine. They have admitted this. It is not a vaccine. They are altering your DNA for what end we can only imagine. But we have an estimated 53,000 people dead from the shots and more dying every day. Every outbreak that they claim, the Delta variant, and uh, we have clusters. It's in clusters of vaccinated people. Now, part of the trickery of the CDC is if you get vaccinated and you die within that first 14 days after vaccination, they count you as unvaccinated. I wonder why that is. And then they ramp up those figures and lie to you and tell you, oh, people are dropping dead from COVID. First off, there is no COVID. COVID is the narrative to hide something else, to keep you distracted, to scare you. And it's worked quite well um, so that you don't look for what actually might be going on. They are doing something, but it isn't associated with any so-called COVID. That's the cover story. So you keep hanging on to that, and that way you won't have to do any research or do anything else. You could just kid yourself into thinking, oh, I could get the virus. I could get You get viruses all the time. Get over it. Second thing CDC did, they came out with a statement this last week saying that the symptoms of the flu and COVID are exactly the same. Imagine that. 
they aren't collecting flu stats this year. Everything is rebranded as COVID. They don't have a test that can pick this up. Um, and now we're getting information about this testing being more about determining whether you are RH negative or RH positive. Apparently, that's of great interest. So we'll be updating you on what we find out about this, and we will be talking about that again in the future. Again, like I say, my host, co-host this evening is John LeCron, and as always, this is going to be a, a lesson. Get your paper and pencil ready, and remember, the shows are always available in archive. You can listen at any time you want to, stop when you need to if you're making notes, and move on from there. So, with that in mind, John, welcome to the show. Good evening, Marty. So nice to hear your voice, dear. We've been worried about you. Oh. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It's going to go. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, John. All right. Anyway, we're going to be discussing death cults tonight, and of course, the global economic reset, and a lot of, uh, shall we say, very nefarious things that are going on behind the scenes. That those that have not been following this conspiracy for a while don't recognize, but everything, and I do mean everything, that you see on the quote-unquote news, which we like to refer to around here as Propaganda 101, all has an origin and a reason behind it. It's a narrative, and sometimes the narrative goes over the average man or woman's head, but I'm here to tell you. We're fixing to rip the uh, very nasty scab off of this and get down to the brass tacks because I'm telling you right now, again, they have to tell you what they are going to do before they do it. This is part of their contract requirements, and when we do not stand up to that, well, guess what? That means we accepted their terms, and you've heard me say this again and again and again. Their contract offer is very simple, slavery, tyranny, and an early death. That, ladies and gentlemen, is their sales pitch. I cannot, cannot make it any clearer than that. We have discussed before on this show the global economic reset. They featured that on the front cover of the Economist magazine back in 1988. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's here. But they needed a cover story behind that to bring about this change. And I need people to realize something. World War I was a global economic reset. World War II was a global economic reset. But see, people were getting very tired of those kinds of wars. So they had to give you a different package. Now, we know that there's been an awful lot of what you call police actions or wars in which they're hiring mercenaries, because that's what they're doing now. The U.S. military, yeah, they've got some troops overseas, but at the same time, you look around, and what is happening, you have all these private armies that are being created. These are private armies. And, you know, I scratch my head a little bit about that fiasco in Afghanistan and the pullout. Was that equipment really left behind because they couldn't move it, they couldn't blow it up, or was it left behind for people that have a different agenda? Now, those of us that know absolutely nothing happens by accidents or coincidence, 
you know, common sense says, okay, we've got to pull out, we have to destroy the equipment so the quote-unquote enemy doesn't get it. Well, did that happen? No. You sit there and you look at the laundry list of stuff that you left behind. My goodness, that is actually enough to create an army. Again, how relevant is that? Meanwhile, they're busy trying to disarm America here, left, right, and center. And they have already disarmed pretty much the rest of the planet. The purpose behind this whole tyranny is about a transition to a new system. And this new system leaves no room for error. It is a perfectionist dream to create an environment where there can be no escaping the quote-unquote tax man. There can be no escaping outside of their system. They will have perfected slavery, ladies and gentlemen. They will have perfected it. Now, I like to remind people, first of all, you, each one of you listening to this, have always been the energy behind whatever currency there is. I don't care if we're talking the Federal Reserve note, which are nothing more than negotiable debt instruments. You can verify that by going to 12 United States Code 411. They are a liability to the United States Corporation, and they are a product of a private criminal Vatican Rothschild Bank. That's the facts. And they have been since 1913 subduing and overthrowing America. We were the light that shined to the world. And our country was sold out in 1913. And then it was really sold out in 1933. And again, for those of you who are regular listeners, you know this already. The opening statement made by the criminal banker Franklin Delano Roosevelt today is a day of national consecration and as you've heard me say anything that comes at the beginning of a contract takes precedent over anything that comes afterwards what is the nation the nation is not America the nation is the corporation and what does it mean consecration it means you're working for the church And I'm not going to get into all that, but that's Vatican banking, ladies and gentlemen, and I've explained it again and again here. Vatican banking has their puppets, which, of course, is the Rothschilds. Every war we've had has origins with the Rothschilds for the last several hundred years. Rothschilds acquired the Bank of England after the war with France. Okay? When everybody saw it, that uh, the world had gone bad there on the trading floor there in London, Rothschild came in and started selling everything, but he already knew the results of the Battle of Waterloo. He already knew who had won and who had lost. But he gave the impression that the British had lost that battle, which meant the British had lost that war. So the bonds went through the floor, stocks went through the floor, everything crashed. And he sold it all. He had that disheveled look, oh my goodness, oh my gracious, and then quietly had his people buy it all back, as it all bottomed out. When the day was over, he had taken the Bank of England over, taken away the King's Bank. And if you remember what I've talked about in the past, you know for a fact that he was always the King of England was the Vatican's banker. You can verify that by looking at the peace treaty. 
1783. Anyway, the system they are moving us into is going to be based on a central digital currency. Now, for years, we've been talking about this thing called cryptocurrencies. And I'd like to remind everybody, crypto, crypt, death. That should be a huge red flag. But everybody's super excited about, oh, I'm making money on this, and I'm making money on that. No, ladies and gentlemen, they're electronic digits. They are not money. They are the equivalent of the Federal Reserve note, only worse, because they have nothing behind them either. But at least with a Federal Reserve note, you had this little piece of cloth with green ink and uh, president's pictures on it. But that's not what happens here. Now, will some of those things survive? Yes, but most of them are about to be destroyed. There are only a couple that are designated to survive already, and I'm not even going to get into that. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, you be really careful about the big one. Very careful. Now, with this central bank digital currency, when they convert a system, they convert the economy of a country, what always happens is they devalue the currency, turn in any of the currencies that you have at home, and give you what the new currency is. Okay, My father has traveled the world. He went through several instances where the country's currency was being demolished and destroyed by the bankers. Okay, And make no mistake, it's always the bankers responsible for this. Always. And by destroying the currency, they gain control of the country, its people, and its resources. It's that proverbial carrot on a, stri on a string. They dangle it in front of the quote-unquote horse. Lead the horse to water. Or lead the people to poverty. It's the same plan, and you've heard me talk about it over and over again. This is the agenda. It has always been and will always be a simple case of what I like to refer to as vulture capitalism. Come in, throw a lot of money around, people get dependent, people get into debt, including governments. And when those debt can't be paid, well, we've got this contract, and <laughs> sorry, buddy, but we're taking all those assets we told you we would take if you didn't pay back those loans. And these people are enslaved, and then the bankers come in, they put in their little puppets, and they do what they need to do to subdue and profit at great profits at the misery and expense of the entire population of the country. Ladies and gentlemen, this is no longer a country-by-country country issue. This is a global issue. The American um, standard of living is in steep decline and is fixing to become much worse. We have been considered to be first world, but we have acted immaturely, selfishly. We've exported inflation. We've used the dollar for the benefit of the bankers and for the benefit of the oil people. And they have conducted this method of controlling nations through a currency. You've heard me talk about the fact that you have the what we call the petrodollar, which was a tie-in with Federal Reserve notes and petroleum out of the Middle East. 
Now, basically what happened was in the Middle East, this was emphasis on the Saudis. There was an agreement made. The Saudis had to put some of their money into um, stocks and bonds in America, and all other countries had to buy dollars in order to turn around and buy oil. This propped up the dollar, made it stronger, because in the 1970s, before this went into effect, we were in a free fall. We had what was called stagflation, a stagnating economy with high inflation. Well, ladies and gentlemen, take a very good look around you. It is 2000, 2021, and we're still in the same kind of situation now, only this time it's going to be much worse. You look at the economy, which has stagnated because they've destroyed these businesses, and you also turn around and you look at what is happening with regards to employment. They are eliminating businesses. They are eliminating employees. They are putting a, you know, if you look at the average household as a quote-unquote business, it has income and expenses. Well, what happens when there's no income and a mountain of expenses because inflation is running rampant? And they're not, people aren't prepared for this. What happens? Well, you destroy the, their economy. And, you know, most people say, well, my home is my quote-unquote asset. And by the way, it's just a depreciating asset. But assuming that it is an asset and not a liability, in most cases now they actually are liabilities, what ends up happening is they say, okay, well, I can sell my home. I can get past this point. This is the intention, ladies and gentlemen. They want people who still have a few assets behind them, like homes, to have to turn around and sell those homes. This in turn allows the bankers to come in, buy them up. This allows the corporations to come in, buy them up, which is exactly what is happening. Exactly what is happening. And guess what, folks? Those homes are not going to be going back on the market for sale to people. No, they're going to be rented to people. Now, what has the World Economic Forum told you? You will own nothing. You will be spied upon. And you'll be happy! Or so the story goes. No, you'll be fully enslaved with no autonomy and no assets. But again, we already know that if you've been listening to me for a while, because if you look at the quote-unquote deed to your house, it does not call you an owner. It calls you a renter. You are a renter. So the perceptions have made the world a very different place now. People are running scared. I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is economic warfare, psychological warfare, physical warfare. Every aspect of this battle that has been declared against you, they've unleashed the dogs. They are holding back nothing. Now, the good news is because of that, people are starting to really wake up and get a clue. You know, there is a lot of reason to have negative attitudes, folks. There really is. And I'm not going to sit there and tell you there's not. But I'm telling you, look around. 
you're only hearing the constant bombardment from the crime syndicate through their puppets in the media of how bad things are. But when you see people in other parts of the world that are out there protesting, standing up and telling them, no, we will not comply. Here in America where you're seeing people say, I don't care. You're going to fire me, but I am not going to take your injection. Ladies and gentlemen, again, that's part of the economic warfare, but that's also people deciding to stand up for themselves. And I need you to be crystal clear on that, folks. We never have needed the bankers. They are a parasite in every sense of the word. And we've been carrying that parasite our entire lives. And it's been feeding off of us and feeding off of us, not by the hundreds, not by the thousands, not by the millions, not even by the billions, by the hundreds of trillions, folks. And the only thing we had going for us is our economy was so robust and our people had such good work ethic that we were able to, even with this incredible burden that was on us, survive. But the problem is the squeeze has become too much. They are in the final stages of this economic warfare, and they are now wanting to kill the host, which is, of course, exactly what they're doing. And when Marty has her guest and she sits here and talks about how they have targeted the elderly in these homes, why? Because the elderly are one of the few groups of people that have assets real assets, things like homes, businesses, investments in the stock and bond market. Even though those are all paper investments, they are perceived to be wealth, which must be taken from them. What's the easiest way to do that? Kill them, murder them, and then take what's theirs. And it's fine. Your fa- the family of that individual is sitting there going, but, 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 but he had a will. And meanwhile, those with bar memberships, their hands busy rubbing against each other and the glee and the look of blood in the water like a shark because they're coming in and stealing it all. You will own nothing. You will be spied upon. You have been enslaved. You are being exploited and you are being murdered. Marty was talking about some issues before the show. One of my very good friends was talking about her father. Now she's awake, her family is awake. They avoided the injections and they kept their father from getting the injection and he was an elderly gentleman. And by the way, those things will kill the elderly. That's what they were designed to do. They destroy your immune system. They destroy it. If I was to walk up to you and say, here, here's some cyanide. This is good for you. You'd look at me and say, you're stupid and nuts and you need to go to jail. But what are they doing? They're doing the exact same thing. And they're not even hiding it. They're telling you what it will do to your body. They are telling you what it will do to you. Acquired immune deficiency syndrome. 
real possibility of death, for sure you're going to get sick. Oh, but that just means it's working. Really, people? It attacks your immune system, wipes out 50% of your defenses right there. And it's just like Marty said at the beginning of the show. It isn't a vaccine. It is gene therapy. It is changing you who you are from the inside. And in a few minutes, we're going to get into just how dangerous that is and how it's already been used, already been used to murder. And I will point right to it. Our world is being enslaved permanently until we choose to not let it happen because they can't get away with any of this if we just do that one little thing that I keep telling everybody to do. Stop consenting to the tyranny. Two little letters, one tiny word, no, doesn't require violence, although it does require people getting arrested and prosecuted and thrown in a cage and some of them executed for high treasons and crimes against the people, but that's a nut story for another day. Our society is in transition. The only question is, what comes out the other end? And the symbolism that is out there, ladies and gentlemen, is telling you this. They are not hiding any of it. It is being blatantly thrown at you day in, day out, day in, day out. But the average man or woman on the street doesn't even see it. They're still engrossed in their television set, their cell phones, all of the things that do not change their world. Why are they doing this? Why are they wanting to keep you distracted? Remember, pay attention over here so you don't see what we're doing over here. That's the agenda, folks. That is the agenda. It is your life force energy that the crime syndicate is stealing from you. And I've been talking about for decades now how the fact that, you know, you sit there and you look at all the taxes you pay. 55, 60% of your income goes to taxes in one shape or form or another. Ladies and gentlemen, how is that not slavery? I mean, really, how is that not slavery? I like to refer to everybody in those categories like free-range slaves. Make no mistake, our world is a dangerous place right now. It's a very complicated, yet it's very simple if you know what's going on, which is, again, why Marty does her shows, why I come on Marty's shows, to explain to you folks so that you can really see the big picture. Conspiracy isn't something that's new. This conspiracy goes back centuries. I've been following this conspiracy for well over 40 years, 40, four decades plus. Ladies and gentlemen, they have told you what they're going to do again and again and again, and they've done it. It is now the final part of the book, the final chapter before they write a brand new book. Now, the only question is, who's going to be the author of the next book? Will it be the same banker, globalist scumbags that have been creating wars and doing all of these crimes to prop up their fiat currencies and enslave the populations of this planet? 
or will it be the people that shove it off? Going back to cryptocurrencies, that's the big argument being used by people that are in crypto. Oh, well, we're going to be all in our own little worlds with crypto. We don't need the banks, but this is wonderful. This is going to destroy the banks. No, ladies and gentlemen, you're not destroying squat. The thing is, most of those cryptocurrencies that they created, they were testing the waters to see what people liked, what people didn't. See what ones they enjoyed and which one they propped up. And do you think for a minute, who has the biggest Bitcoin quantity in the world? Do you people even know? Do you know? It's the U.S. government. Come on, folks. It's like any other manipulated market. It's simply manipulation of digits. They've been manipulating the fiat currency since I don't know when. They've been controlling its value since its inception. The bankers have been playing this game for centuries. It is not hard to see it when you sit back and actually know a little bit. But do we need that? Of course not. They say, well, you need to have these things so that you can do business. No, you don't. Barter's been around since long before any of these fiat currencies. And I've explained on the show, what do you need that is something that can be used for that? It cannot be something that's easily destroyed. It must be something that is recognized and is the same with the world over. It must be something that can be divisible. There's all these things that require it to serve as the thing really called money. Gold has served that purpose. Silver has served that purpose. Now, other things have always so done that. But those other things, again, up and down like a yo-yo. And the reason gold and silver are what they are, and I like to remind everybody of this, those markets are the most heavily manipulated we've ever seen with emphasis on silver. Again and again, that silver is the people's metal. Gold is the banker's metal, and it has not changed. It has not changed. Physically in the ground, physically in the ground today, there is eight ounces of silver for every one ounce of gold. Now, why do I care? Think about this. That eight ounces of silver for every one ounce of gold, first of all, you've got a lot of equipment that has to move a lot of rock and a lot of dirt in order to find that metal. That's fact one. That's not cheap, ladies and gentlemen. That requires real work, real energy, real equipment, real life force investment. And that's just to pull it out of the ground. We ain't even going to go through the process of sitting there and breaking it all down and then converting it into something that's pretty. What are the bankers doing with gold? Well, they're using it as a baseline for their investments. I think it was 15 years ago or something like that, all the central banks were selling gold. And at the low point of gold, gold was like $250 an ounce in my lifetime. Okay, And I looked at that and I said, gold will never be that low again. And what happened? The English sold gold into the market when it was going down and knew what it would do. They were fine with that because it's about perceptions. 
But as time went on, they bought it all back. Gold is now trading around 1800 give or take. Silver's at $25 an ounce. But if there's eight ounces of silver in the ground for every one ounce of gold, either gold is overpriced, and it's not, or silver is underpriced, which of course it is. The Comex, a.k.a. the Crimex, like I like to refer to it, and then of course over there at the LBMA in London, J.P. Morgan Chase has been doing all kinds of nasty things to play their little paper game market. That's not a silver market. That's a paper market. Don't get angry about that. Would you be angry if your favorite store was busy selling things at 5 or $0.10 cents on the dollar? You want to break these banks, you keep buying some silver, even if it's a half of an ounce, a quarter of an ounce every week. Just a little bit. Come on now, one hour of your life for a week into something that's real nice and pretty. Just call it an insurance policy that you get to play with. But what are they doing? They're suppressing the price and telling people, no, you need to stay away from this stuff. This is bad. Go invest in our paper over here, which we manipulate. Go invest in the stock market over there because we manipulate that too. Go invest in those stocks and bonds. All manipulated markets. Would you rather own something that is tangible and real that you can hold in your hand? Or would you rather have a pipe dream? Because that's what they're selling you. That's the game bankers play. Deception. Who's the big buyer right now of physical silver and physical gold? The banks, with emphasis on J.P. Morgan. But why silver? Because every single day there seems to be a new purpose of silver, how it can be used in our future world. That's still in bars and somebody's safe. Not silver. Almost all silver that's ever been mined, you can't put your fingers on it anymore because it's been used in electronics and in all these locations and dumps and all that other stuff. They're using it to build weapons of destruction and all these other horrible uses. Everybody's flatware sets, their teapots, all that kind of stuff made out of sterling. Folks, most of that stuff's been melted. It's all gone. They trashed that stuff when silver went higher and higher. And by the way, silver was at $49 and I think 50, 65 cents just a few short years ago, but it's trading at 25 now. Hint, hint. And I'm not telling you that so that you can do a quote-unquote get-rich-quick scheme. I'm telling you that because that forms a basis, a basis of a real barter system. The American silver dollar has been around since 1796. And in the crime of 1873, after the War of Northern Aggression and the transition of uh, Washington, the District of Criminals, into its corporate state, they demonetized silver. Why? Again, banker reset because it used to be interchangeable at 15 to 1. Now, why was that 15 to 1 relevant? Because at that time, back then, there was 15 ounces of silver in the ground 
for every one ounce of gold. Hmm, isn't that interesting? How do you like them apples? What's the number now? I don't know. It's somewhere around 80 to 1. Hmm? So if the price goes down to 40 to 1 ratio, well, you've already doubled up on silver. But I'm not even telling you to do that from that perspective. I'm telling you, you have to realize this transition that we're moving into. They are trying to destroy you. You've got to have a plan in place before they pull the plug completely to survive it and to carry on and give those bankers the finger and let them know you disprove of their criminality. The system is failing. It, why? It was designed to fail from the very start. From the very start, folks. And I told you folks a few years ago on this show, the 1913, the Federal Reserve had a 100-year charter. And in 2013, I couldn't find evidence that it was renewed anywhere, which told me, okay, things are different now. And they are. Because now, who's in charge? See, the Federal Reserve has been in control of the United States government treasury since 1933. It took them 20 years to overcome and take over the treasury of the United States Corporation. Only 20 years and one world war. That's it. What did they do with that power? They conquered the world through economic warfare. Confessions of an economic hitman, ladies and gentlemen. Read the book. What happens with anybody who stands up to the bankers? And remember, I am no fan of Abraham Lincoln. I despise that man with every fiber of my existence. But there was one thing that he was very busy doing. He was pushing his corporation's currency. He rejected the European bankers. And even he is quoted, he feared the bankers and the Vatican more than he feared the Southerners. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. And what did they do with him? They killed him. And again, if you don't know your history, folks, if you don't know the truth, Oh, John Wilkes Booth, he was just a Confederate. He was all pissed off that they lost the war. Bull, that's the narrative. That's the lie to cover the truth. The truth of the matter is the Vatican hitman targeted several people that day. Secretary of State Seward was injured by his assassin, but he survived. General Grant's assassin never got a shot off because Grant had already left town. And we had our vice president, Johnson. What happened with Johnson? His guy got cold feet. And what happened? They did a real investigation and found out the true facts of who sent those people. All roads lead to Rome, folks. I've said this a thousand times, and I'll say it a thousand more. And when that happened, and he... Lincoln was killed. Johnson took over. Now, Johnson was a Southern boy who stayed loyal to the Union. 
But he was also one of these other characters. He had integrity. He knew the Constitution and respected it and defended it to the core of his being. So what did they do? They impeached him. Now, he survived the impeachment barely. But I'm telling you, he saw the writing on the wall. He knew what was up, and he wasn't putting up with it. But you see, again, this fight is nothing new. This fight goes all the way back to the quote-unquote founding of this country's quote-unquote government. We were sold out as soon as it was created. As soon as the Constitution was created, they started to undermine it in any way they could. Which was, of course, again, set up to how the War of Northern Aggression. And I've even told you folks, in 1822, 30, no, 40 years before Fort Sumter. 40 years before Fort Sumter. The Vatican with the Europeans, kings, got together and says, ladies or gentlemen, we've got a problem. We've got to undermine that country over there because if they get their little freedom thing really trucking along good, they will overtake us quickly. They weren't wrong. The War of Northern Aggression was planned in 1822. No, not blatantly done, but the seeds of it were planted. And what happened? Who financed the North and who financed the South? England, of course, financed the South. That's your Vatican tie-in. That's your banker tie-in. And Lincoln financed the North. How? Easy. Fiat currencies. Every war is a banker's war. 100%. The world is going through another global economic reset. This one, no. If they decide they don't like you, your central bank digital currency will cease to exist for your account, and you will starve to death. Don't think it will happen. You better look around that news that you cannot find easily and find out where people have died because in the countries that they lived in, places like China, where they do have a social credit score, you're out of favor with the crime syndicate. Not a problem. You wanted to preach against our tyranny? No big deal. Now starve to death. Don't like what you're saying? No problem. No health care for you. Not that I call this thing health care that they got for us around here. That's a big joke. But there are a lot of people that have died waiting for real health care. And the bastards knew it. And I don't mind swearing, folks. I'm driving home a point. The criminality that is involved here comes at such a high level that you're living in a dystopian hell that makes Nazi Germany look like a very nice place to live. You want to know how Nazi Germany became what it did? I've said it again. Nazi headquarters was not Berlin, Germany. 
It was New York, New York. More Vatican bankers, in this case, Bush clan. Who did the Russian Revolution? Oh, more New York bankers who hired a bunch of thugs and took gold over to Russia, over to the Tsar. Why? Because the King of England was jealous. Pathetic beyond pathetic beyond pathetic. And we have been asleep this whole time. I want to see change, ladies and gentlemen. But we cannot change unless we know where we came from and think differently. Because they want you to be dependent on their little world, their currency, and their system. And if that's your status in life, you've already been hopelessly enslaved and there's no hope for you. Nothing I say, nothing Marty says will change that. I can't emphasize this enough. It is your life force energy that they are stealing. You're the one that gives their currency value. You want to know what it looks like when they decide to destroy a currency? Look at the Weimar Republic. They used it to burn their currency because it was cheaper than wood. Stacks of money as nothing more than fodder for the stove to keep warm, ladies and gentlemen. This has happened again and again and again. And you think it's only been there? Oh, no. It's been all over the place. Zimbabwe. Don't even get me started on that one. Think that's the only one? No, this is a real story from my father, Argentina. Goes into the local bank when in one of the periods of high inflation, they destroyed their currency. Says, hey, I'd like some uh, coins to take back to the States with me. Okay, no problem. Guy takes my dad over to a little area and opens up a door and sitting on the floor, all these bags of coins. It was nothing more than a broom closet, but here's all these coins stacked in a broom closet. He grabs two big bags and tells my old man to come on back later that day. He's just got to account for it in his books. Well, my dad shows up. He says, okay, what do I owe you? The guy says, nothing, and handed my dad two big bags of coins. I'm not talking little tiny things. I'm talking like those big stinking bags of coins that you got if you go and get yourself $100 or $50 in coins from the bank. That's how they destroy. He said, you knew what the price of something was that day when you walked in the store because there was a multiplier put on a location that was obvious to everybody. So if it said a dollar uh, label on the item, there was a multiplier of 75 or 100, well, that was what you were paying. They're doing it to you now, folks. Have you looked at the groceries prices lately? Have you noticed the shrinkage in the quantity? Have you noticed how they are busy paying people to plow under their crops and they're paying these farmers more than they could get if they put it on the market? And if a farmer has integrity and says, no, I'm not going to destroy my crops. I'm going to put it out there for the people. These people are getting threatened. Marty and I have been telling you about this doggone world changing for years now. And we've told you that the Hunger Games were, we- were real. This we told you back early last year. 
but it's in your face now. It's in your face now. And don't think for a minute it's not going to get a whole lot worse. Don't confuse that. It is definitely going to get worse, which is, again, why you hear Marty and me always talking about you better have a few groceries. You better have the ability to grow more groceries. You better have the ability to function outside of their system. Make the assumption that there is nothing at the grocery store and there is nothing on the shelves. You take a look around. I mean, you do an honest appraisal. I'm going to tell you two stories. This week alone, this week, actually three stories. This week, three different conversations, three different people. Individual one, truck driver. His trucking company has 15 trucks that are not on the road. You know why? They don't have a $100 part. 15 trucks are not on the road because they don't have a $100 part. These people I know would pay thousands to get that part just so they could get that truck back on the road. That's just one story. Story number two, local plumber here I was hanging out with today. John, things are tight in the plumbing. I got all kinds of things I can't get. Meanwhile, me and another job site with a friend of mine, we go in and one of the local paint stores and start talking to the manager there when they didn't have our paint that we needed. And he pointed out all of the paint cans that were on his shelf directly behind him. And we only saw one paint can in each one of those spots that used to have multiple paint cans there. But do you think that's interesting? That's not the point. He pointed out the fact that every single one of those paint cans was the same paint. In other words, all those different paints that should have been on that shelf, there were none. There was a shelf full of 50 cans of the same paint so that it wouldn't look empty. Hello? Time to wake up. Economic warfare, people. How do you think this is affecting people in the construction business? Oh, it's having a horrendous problem. Now you've got contracts where the construction people say, hey, listen, if prices go up, I'm going to just pass those costs on to you, which is their right to do, of course. But how can you lock in a contract? Okay, I need $250,000 so I can build this house. Well, now you turn around in that house, now it costs 400000 to build it. To make matters worse, you can't get some of the plumbing supplies. You can't get some of the electrical supplies, which was a conversation I had three weeks ago. Ladies and gentlemen, this is warfare. I cannot stress this enough. This is war. Anyway, your future. What is your data? What are they mining? Is your DNA. That's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. As I've always said, you are the currency. We've talked about Bill Gates' patent. 
turning all of you into a walking and talking cryptocurrency. Hmm. Isn't that nice? But if he doesn't want you to go out five miles from your home, guess what? That cryptocurrency won't work outside that five-mile radius of your home. And what did I tell you? You will not save. No. You will have no savings. If you don't spend it, guess what? No problem. Poof. There it is. It's gone now. Tough. You should have spent it. What do they do? They condition you. Oh, we want you to buy Bill Gates' fake meat over here, which, of course, he's patented. Grown in a laboratory. Yum, yum. But you want to get real grass-fed beef? Oh, big no-no. You know, the cow farts, you know, global warming and all that BS. Uh-huh. Well, that beef now running $200 a pound in their central bank digital currency. Do you think they can't do that, ladies and gentlemen? I'm telling you they're going to. They will know everything that you buy, everyone that you interact with, every store that you go to, assuming there's any stores left. Retail's been demolished. Now, the big chain stores are still there. The big boys are still there. But the small mom and pop, they're getting crucified right now. So we're going to go down a different road now that I promised earlier. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care where you are in this world of religion. I don't care. The point I'm about to make in a series of examples of a certain incident that happened last week, they believe it. And they're doing it to your face. And they're making it as blatant as they can. And there's not a thing that you people are doing about it. They have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. I say this over and over and over again. That's not conspiracy theory. So, we have this gentleman named Travis Scott. Rap artist. Now, I like to point out one simple truth, you know, Travis Scott sure sounds an awful lot like Tavistock, aka Tavistock Institute. But hey, you know, interpret it how you wish. I want you folks to really think about something. Who was the Tavistock Institute? Psychological warfare operations, folks. A small group of people who control the masses. They control what you think, what you see, what you're preached to. They control the master manipulators all over you. The Tavistock Institute was established to waste psychological warfare on people. And up until the Obama administration, a.k.a. Barry Satoro, that was a big no-no. You couldn't do it in America. Now, it's not saying the cocaine importing agency or the criminals in action, however you want to refer to those people, weren't doing it in other countries. Again, I'd just like to remind everybody, World Economic Forum, Global Economic Reset, and, of course, Confessions of an Economic Hiss Man, 
Okay. It was founded by John Rawlings Reese in 1947. Two days after the CIA was created. Oh, there's a shocker. Tavistock has reshaped your entire society using an invisible army, using every corporation, university, think tank. All of these have direct ties to the Tavistock Institute. Your social movements that have been the baseline for where we are today include feminism, which I like to call the feminazi movement, transgenderism, gee, are we looking at that right now? Global warming joke, anti-gun, of course, and anything that undermines that which we know to be state-controlled, anything that uh, is American to the core of who we are as people, what are they doing? They have targeted our history. They have targeted those things that they want to emphasize. Ladies and gentlemen, Marty and I have never seen it to the degree that we're seeing it now. This divide and conquer strategy, again, you've heard me talk about it again and again. But they are trying to start a race war. Blatantly, blatantly obvious a few weeks ago. And again, Marty and I are political atheists. We don't participate in the fraud. There was something to be said in Virginia when they rejected the fascist ideas of the Democratic Party and put in a couple of Republicans. Now, that ain't saying anything much, but at least those Republicans were not like fascist in their advertising. But we know, ladies and gentlemen, that it's all puppets on a string anyway. But here's the other thing you need to remember about the quote-unquote Tavistock Institute. They were controlling the Beatles. They controlled the Rolling Stones. They were there for rap music and hip-hop. Ladies and gentlemen, what is that telling you? They learned in World War II how powerful music could be to get their message out. I can assure you, they didn't forget that after World War II. We all get extra excited. Oh, the Star Spangled Banner, everybody get up. Yes, amen, brother. We are the land of the free and the home of the brave. Bullshit. But that's what they want you to think. Again, I can't stress enough, you're a free-range slave, folks, and if you haven't figured that out yet, I can't help you. Now, this wonderful gentleman named Travis Scott, there's videos out of this little incident, okay? It was called World, and it was in Texas. And basically, in a nutshell, we have a singer who was acting very strange, and there was messages all around him. Everything about that was letting you know this was more than a quote-unquote concert. Everything was telling you it was more than a concert. The advertising, wow. The advertising shows a giant eye with people falling down a black hole 
Looks like they're being sucked into the black hole, literally. Open your eyes to a whole new universe, it says. Live in Houston, Texas. Woohoo! Uh huh. November 5th and 6th, by the way. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Hint, hint. And of course, 5 and 6, you put that together, 56. All roads lead to Rome, ladies and gentlemen. Gematria, I can't stress this enough. Oh, but that's not even the fun part. That's just one of it. Well, his song came out also on the same day called Escape Plan. And I'll talk a little bit about the lyrics here in a minute. But in the movie, or in the uh, song Escape Plan, the uh, picture that goes along with it features basically, if you saw the old uh, Bat Boy featured on one of those uh, rags back in uh, a lot of years ago, they modified it. So it's Travis Scott has his face. He's got fangs, pointy ears, looking a little bit crazed, you know. Says, who knows what lies beneath the surface? Weekly world truths, it says. And here's what it says. The true dystopia is here. When the end arrives, it's really the beginning. Hello, whatever we've been talking about for the last hour. Think about it. Think about it. Lyrics, open the gates, and the shit just started parroting all. We went out the basement on one floor where it's vacant. She's feeling anxious to be out where it's dangerous. Okay, love how the chains hit, especially how I bang it. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, they're not hiding anything. She's feeling anxious to be out where it's dangerous. Okay. So let's talk about that a little bit at this quote-unquote concert, which I like to refer to as a satanic sacrifice. Travis Scott is up there. There's several things that happened over the course that people have shared. One video showing him uh, yelling at uh, some people to quote-unquote Screw him up without that language. Telling him to beat up a boy. Claiming that he tried to steal his shoe, which he didn't do. I was told that uh, the shoe had actually been thrown out there and the kid picked it up. Now, bad enough. Telling him to beat up a boy at your own concert. Next, they're telling him, shut down the show, stop the show, stop the show, stop the show. There were problems, and people saw it. People were trying to get the message out, stop the show. Oh, no, that's not going to happen, because this isn't a show, ladies and gentlemen. This is a sacrifice. He's looking down from his little platform, sees 
where somebody is dying. And a very strange way of seeing it. Death. Death. And I can't do it the way he did. It's out there. You can find it for yourself. Conspiracy theory. No, just go ahead. Go back to you. Go back to sleep. Somebody's out there in the crowd running around with a sign. Will we survive? Hmm. Now, I promised you something earlier in the show that we're going to talk about, and I can't talk about this over there on that FedBook. And remember, FedBook was created by DARPA. The day FedBook went live with the DARPA's life program ceased. It's a government, always has been. Not run by the little geek that everybody says are running it. No, that's tied directly into the United States quote-unquote military-industrial complex, DARPA. The location where that concert was at had 5G. Marty and I have both told you that 5G is a weapon system. What does 5G do? Oh, let me think about this. What have Marty and I told you for years? Oh, that's right, that it makes it very difficult to breathe. Oh, what do we have? I couldn't breathe. No, were they tied in there really tight with each other? Oh, yes, they were. It was a big concert, no question about that. But make no mistake, I have no doubt in my mind, 5G was very active that time. And if you don't know how 5G interacts with that Dargon injection that those people were required to have to be there, again, you're not seeing the big picture. Because they correlate with each other very nicely. Because, again, that's more than just genetic engineering they injected you people with that were foolish enough to get this death shot. No, it's also a system of control. They can put you down any instant they want to. They can kill you in an instant if they want to. The power of using 5G. If you don't know what is in those shots, you better do some alternative research. There are places you can find it, but you will not find it on FedBook or any of these other places. But you can watch videos. Odyssey is one of the great places you can find them. They show you what's actually coming out of people when they put magnets on these things. It's scary, folks. The X-Files in the 90s had this quote-unquote black goose shit where people were being tied down and forced into them. That was a whole theme for several seasons of the show towards the end. They have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. I keep stressing this. How interesting it is that all of the things that the X-Files showed you have now come to pass. Hmm. How interesting is that? The stage was in the shape of an inverted cross, but again, there's no religion here. 
T-shirt showed people going through a vortex. They were one color on the one side, and when they went through that little vortex, they were a different color on the other. This is the T-shirt worn by Travis Scott. The show opens with a fire portal. A giant, giant fireballs. You had this perception that you were in hell. You had this perception that there was a portal directly in front of you. And if that wasn't convincing enough, right out, they had a phoenix bird rising, waving a burning bird. Now, the phoenix bird was in the shape of a dove. Still a phoenix, but that doesn't change the fact. What is a phoenix? It is the bird that comes up after something has been destroyed from the ashes. A burning dove is also known in the occult world as a sacrifice. They were warned. Every attendee was warned, but they did not see it. Because, oh, this is just a neat light show. Not the people like me who see all the writing on the wall. Open your eyes to a whole new universe, it said in the advertising. Mm-hmm. You folks do know that this was during Sam Hine, the festival of death and sacrifice, a few days after that, right? I mean, I'm just asking. For a friend, of course. People died there, folks. And his song, Escape Plan, came out that same day. Your dystopian future isn't sometime in the future. It's here now. Now, what does the word dystopia mean? It's an imagined state or society in which there is a great suffering or injustice, typically one that is totalitarian or post-apocalyptic. Uh-huh. Are you living in that world right now? I'd like to think that you recognize that you are, but clearly a lot of people don't. Some lady says, help me. And Travis heard her. And he was smiling and ignored her. Now, what's happening now? We have this thing called Meta taking over. Facebook 2.0, I guess. They're going to put you into a virtual world. Now, Meta has a lot of different meanings, and um, we're going to go over them because I know I'm running out of time. Meta, of a creative work, referring to itself or to the... Conventions of its, uh, let's see, genre, it's self-referential. Basically, you're looking at something from the outside in. You're looking at something from the outside in. And again, what have they used FedBook for to look inside your world while you exist in theirs and talk about all the things that you talk about? Now, according to Wikipedia, the word means in Greek, after or beyond. It's a prefix meaning more comprehensive or transcending. Uh-huh. Isn't that what we've been talking about for the last hour and ten minutes? You will own nothing and be happy. Distractions. 
Oh, but if that's not the kicker, meta in Hebrew, well, <clears throat> the feminine form is dead. Now, again, in the occult world, you have the masculine and you have the feminine. Either one of them, whether it's too weighted on one side or the other, is very bad. The feminine is your fastest in uh, the feminazi movement, or it's the weaker. Your masculine is the rod of iron. So what you have, if you do not have any feminine to soften the rod of iron, what do you have? Tyranny. Meta in the Urban Dictionary. It's about the thing itself. It's about the thing itself. Seeing the thing from a higher perspective instead of from within the thing. The thing is not self-aware. Huh. Gee, where are we seeing that? Everywhere. What have I told you, folks? Human, hue of man, monster, thing, something that can be owned. You're not a man or a woman anymore if you take that injection. Your DNA is being changed. And they told you that. Something that can be owned. And what have we talked about on this show specifically? Guess what? Somebody that injected you? Moderna? One of those other criminal enterprises? That gives them right to your biology because some of their shit is rolling around in you. What did they do back in the day when they found a farmer had some of his um, corn infected by a neighbor's farm who was growing this GMO crop crap? They came in and says, oh, that farmer over there is using our corn. And the farmer says, no, that's cross-pollination from my neighbor. No, it's not. You're using, and we didn't get paid for that. So Big Agri came in and stole these men's and women's farms, these family farms. But again, y'all can keep on believing that you own yourself, slaves. Put you in an imaginary world permanently. Aren't you living in an imaginary world now? Aren't you? Come home and watch TV. There's your imagination. Play on your computers. Play your video games. There's your imagination. Get on the internet, Facebook. Yeah, but their new imagination, well, guess what? It's a lot bigger. Because made is about you being somebody very different. You can be whatever you want, and you can do whatever you want. Oh, and make no mistake, they don't want people going to concerts like just happened here, which is another good reason to do what they did. Why? Well, 50,000 people together in one location, well, that's kind of dangerous. But what if they can have that concert where they can pretend and have the concert experience while they have this thing stuffed in their face? Uh Uh-huh. Then you don't have to worry about those 50,000 fans getting a little pissed off and walking downtown and hanging a clerk or hanging a, uh, you know, 
politician or two or 15 or 20 keep you a prisoner? What is this divide and conquer thing? Oh, they did it very well this last year. Two weeks to flatten the curve was almost two years now. They got you to create your own prison. Go home and stay locked behind them damn doors. Stay six foot away from everybody. Keep that mask on so you don't recognize your neighbor. I told you again and again. I didn't recognize an old man and I knew for years. He recognized me because I didn't wear a mask. I didn't recognize him because he was wearing a mask. But hey, there's his right? You're fighting for your lives right now, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot stress that enough. Suicides are up. Depression is off the charts. People have learned how to be hopeless. They've learned to be helpless. The trauma-based mind control is working wonders. They've targeted the old people. Now they've targeted your young people too. Some are going to die of heart attacks. Other ones are going to be sterile for the rest of their lives. There are no grandchildren going to be coming from some of these young people. In fact, I would argue there's probably going to be a lot of young people that don't have any young people. Your biology, ladies and gentlemen, is ending right now. Entire families will cease to exist in 50 years. Your sheep being led to the slaughter. Inflation is up. Taxes are up. Tyranny is up. The police state is up. Everything, all of us, quote-unquote, conspiracy theorists, a.k.a. analysts who actually have a clue, have been telling you for years, is now front-page news. The good news is people are waking up to it, and they're pushing back and pushing back hard. So the only question is, who's going to come out the winner and the loser on the other side? I still have this optimistic opinion that we can put an end to all of this tyranny and globalist crap with almost no bloodshed. I think the rest of an awful lot of people would change the world precipitously in ways most do not comprehend. I'm here to tell you, you have one of two choices. You can stand up against the tyranny because there's not going to be a, sitting any sidelines here. You cannot sit on the sidelines anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Those days are way past done. You will be making a decision. I know you don't want to. I know you're doing everything you can not to get involved. I don't want to be looking put on a list. Marty and I are probably on 20 government watch lists, and if we're not, I would consider myself to be failing miserably. You want brutal truth, ladies and gentlemen? I've given you an hour and 20 minutes of it. I can't do this battle alone, and I got another battle this week. And I'm going to be bringing criminal charges against people, and I could end up in a cage because of it. I cannot do this alone, but by God, I am not going down without a fight. 
I am holding people accountable. I am making demands. I am making claims. I am telling these people no in the biggest way I can without using violence. Change your world. Change it now by starting by changing yourself and how you see it, how you interact with it, and how you live. Because only you will determine your future. Marty, back to you. You know, this thing with these vaccines, uh, that official from Pfizer came out and said nobody should take it. He's the one that blew the whistle that it wasn't actually a vaccine and that it was uh, an attempt to alter DNA. And you have to wonder what for. And John, uh, since 1992, the uh, DNA of every baby born in this country has been taken and stored in that data bank in Maryland. And at the time, I wondered why. What is it you want? And it wasn't until I actually understood a little bit more about it, I realized this is the basis of who we are, our DNA. And it seems that these tests that they're giving are not to determine who's got a virus, because they can't determine that. They were never intended to, but are in fact determining who all is RH negative and RH positive. And about 85% of the population is RH positive. But people who are RH negative have a strand of 32 links and chromosome that they don't know what it is, what it does, or how it got there. And if you take a, uh, a mother who is RH positive, but the child she conceives is RH negative, she has to take shots to keep her own body from rejecting that, that embryo. So something is different there, but there is something they have been looking for. There is something they have been trying to identify, and they're trying to find out who all has it. Um, and I go to the HeLa cells, uh, Harriet Lake, um, and I think she was from Alabama. She had cervical cancer. And what they found out with was after she died and they excised this tumor she had, that the cells would not die. They're still being used today. And there is a black man who went through a similar episode, and they are using his cells also. They don't die. And so there is something different in some of us. Um, I've also been seeing a lot of stuff about there are at least two, if not three, different species of human on the earth right now. And then we find out that there have been hundreds of variances on this human thing uh, since they first started tracking it. Uh, but somebody is after our very existence. And I think you t take people like Fauci, I want to know why this man isn't in prison. Why isn't he in prison? He's been caught lying, 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 and more lying. Bill Gates is not a philanthropist. The man is a eugenicist. And he's squirrely to begin with. But the idea that, uh, and you know, like when the vaccines came out, he said, well, he and his kids couldn't take them because they were allergic. Well, so am I, Billy. So am I. Um, he now owns 300,000 and some acres of prime agricultural land that has been snatched mostly from black farmers. And simultaneously, the USDA deregulates genetically modified corn, soybeans, apples, and a whole lot of other stuff. I don't see that this is just 
a coincidence or incidental. This is a plan in action we're seeing here. The idea that this man would be allowed to own that much agricultural land when he is a known eugenicist, when he is a depopulation advocate, when he has done so many things to harm the public and done this globally, killed I don't know how many children with these vaccines. And he just swears by, oh, vaccines, you know, it's all in the vaccine. He was telling you the truth. But now the big one is hit. I say I don't believe there is any COVID there. I think this is the cover narrative. There is something else they are doing to us. And they keep blowing this COVID story so that you won't go look for it. But if this was what they claim it is, we would have people dropping dead in the streets. And yet the only place they're dying is hospitals, nursing homes, prisons, jails, anywhere that there is a captive population. You've got 59,000 people dead in the middle of Los Angeles, homeless. And this plague hasn't hit them. Does that make sense to anyone? And the people that are dying, eight times out of ten, are people who got vaccinated. Get a clue here, people. This isn't about keeping you healthy or safe or anything else. They're taking you out. And I think we've just seen the beginning of the end with these people in this vaccine. I think the death rate, the mortality rate in this country is going to shoot over the moon in the next five years, if even that long. Those are just my thoughts. Um, We are being set up. And yes, 5G is a weapon. (laughs) It is, (coughs) excuse me, uh, 2G was more speed and power than you could have ever used. 5G is a weapon. And they know that it, people who live in close proximities to these towers suddenly get glioblastoma, brain tumors. Uh, They get cancers of all kinds. They've had to take them down away from um, elementary schools because the rate of brain tumors and cancers in these small children and teachers was going off the charts. It was the tower. We are being set up. John has made this very clear. We are being set up. So instead of sitting there going and putting things on your Facebook page saying, I got my COVID vaccine, good, then I know to stay away from you. And please, people who got vaccinated, understand you are infected. You are spreading, and they have admitted this, whatever this is, you, it's far more transmissible from you than someone who is unvaccinated. Please be respectful of other people and keep your distance If you want to do social distancing, this would be the time to do it. Please respect those of us that had enough sense not to do this. This is, I I think this country, John, is at the end. I don't know if we can save it. I don't know if it's even worth saving. I have no idea. We're going to be back Wednesday night with Peggy Dupree and Betty Gosnell to continue more about legislation that's floating all over the place. It ought to scare the bejesus out of you. And Friday night, Kaz and I will be, of course, doing a guardianship show. And in the meantime, please remember, these shows are brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit. And God have mercy on us all. I, I don't know, and I think, John, you're right. They're too lazy. They're too apathetic. They want to be scared. It's much easier that way. I don't want to be. So I will stand up and fight. And um, 
that's just the way that is. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. We will be back again next week with another one of John's lessons and what we ought to know that we don't or should have. And we'll talk to you all then. Thanks, everybody. And thank you, John. And good night, everyone. Good night, world.